0: Hi, you're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creative service providers on a mission to do the work they feel called to and make excellent money while they do it. This is a show for the writers, makers, dreamers, doers, creators, artists, the crazy ones, the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job. We believe in creating it. So what does creative success look like? how do we live a fully expressed, abundant life? How do we create the revenue we desire and hold space for our soul projects? That's precisely what we're here to talk about. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, award-winning screenwriter, conversion copywriter, former agency founder and CEO, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Welcome to Creators Making Money. Today I have with me a dear friend, uh, business, like we've been business friends for a long time, a former client. Uh, she's brilliant in a million and one ways, and I'm so excited to share her with you. Uh, Paige Willhide is with me today. Paige is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, actor, writer, and breakup coach, helping people shed old identities and support them in reinventing themselves powerfully. Her company, Breakup Breakthrough, helps people transition out of relationships, careers, and friendships with purpose and pleasure with a background in theater and improv comedy, she spends her days inspiring people to live an unscripted life. Hi, Paige. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited you're here. So when you and I first met, we were in a business program just to contextualize this. like we were in a business program, you know, earlier in our business years. I think it might have been year one or year two for me. I think it was, I was in my first year. I don't know how you very early were, for me. Very early. Too.
1: It was my first business coaching experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And at the time you were doing video about pages, I think was like the specific thing that you were doing for people. And it was, I think you and maybe one other person on your team at the time, or it might've just been you kind of shoot, like writing, shooting, editing videos,
1: yeah, it was pretty much me doing it all. I was doing everything. I had kind of, you know, it's funny. I had like accidentally started this company because I was working in restaurants and making ends meet and like trying to make an acting career work in New York. And um, and I just like needed some extra money on the side. And I knew I had this skill, this talent of making videos and i just started you know i posted a couple ads on craigslist actually and i found some clients and they were amazing and i was like okay i guess we're going to we're going to go this direction we're going to follow this thread and it led me to building this production company yeah
0: mm-hmm. and then and then in it's in a really exciting turn of events i ended up hiring pages production company to produce my program story school yeah. And so we worked together that way. And I like, I had a whole in-studio production experience and the whole it thing, was, the whole thing was, in, it was just incredible and, um, it was, it was just great. And then I think it was after you, I had moved to California. You had also moved to California from New York mm-hmm. and you were going through a business transition and we ended up working together, um, in a coaching capacity for a while
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I hired you as my coach. We, we met up. I remember this. We met up and had like coffee or breakfast or something. And I poured my heart out. I was, I just like cried to you. And I, I was like, I don't know why I feel so emotional right now about my business, but I know that something needs to change. Um, I feel like I had been, you know, hitting walls everywhere In my business and in the transition from New York City to Los Angeles, I I couldn't do the in-person production anymore. I had built this whole business with clients and colleagues and referral networks in New York City. And now I had uprooted everything for a relationship and moved everything to LA. And it just felt very, it felt very chaotic. And I really didn't have anybody in LA that I could that I could talk to and really, you know, connect with on this level. And so we sat down and had coffee and I just start crying. And I was like, Jamie, I think I want you to coach me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we can do that.
1: (laughs) You're like, perfect. That. I'm in.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had shut down my agency a year prior. So there was a, you know, at the time I was very, um, the program I had sort of created was really about like helping people transition out of versions of their business that weren't working for them. Um, and yeah, that was a discovery process for me as well, in terms of what ultimately really came up and discovering the things that I actually help people with, which I'm just transparently sharing. Cause I think it's important to sort of get under the hood, of how we do business and how there's, there's always this sort of, there's a degree of constant evolution and refinement that has to occur. Um, you kind of can't really skip that over. And so I just want to sort of underline that because I know that a lot of this episode is probably going to ultimately be about that.
1: <laughs> uh, about being messy in business and how it's okay because we all do it and not everybody talks about it.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. Yes, that. <laughs> So, yeah. So I guess in terms of your journey, you know, we started working together. We worked together privately for a while. Then you ended up joining uh, my mastermind program for a period of time and you were in a group coaching capacity with me. And there was, you know, that was sort of a transformational period as well in terms of you shifting, you know, how you did business, what you were willing to offer, how you were working with clients and all of that stuff. So will you speak to that a little bit and just sort of bring us behind the scenes in terms of that, that phase? the
1: name of the program was the phoenix sisterhood so (laughs) you know i still tell people about it to this day because it's so powerful in having to have that support structure in that container when you are going through a transition and a transition as as extreme as burning down an old identity and rebuilding from it and so i really loved what you created around that in like creating this safe space for business owners to say, this isn't working for me anymore. This way that I've done things, this system, this process, this thing that I've built isn't the, isn't the thing for me anymore. And can I be allowed to burn it down? And a lot, it really is a lot of like permission that you gave, which oh, that is life-changing when you can find somebody who gives you permission to let something go, you know, because your ego so wants to cling to it. Like I wanted to hold on to my business the way that it was because I thought like that's the way it was supposed to be based on what everybody told me it was supposed to look like, right? Like the agency model, that's what I was building. And that's, that wasn't that wasn't aligned with who i was anymore. so in that container i just found so much approval for being able to to let go of an old identity and not making it mean anything about me and not making it mean that i failed or that i'm not good enough or that i will never be good at business or never be successful. And so, yeah, like that really is what I, what I got from, from the Phoenix sisterhood and this incredible sense of community, like just these women who are backing each other. You, you created just magic. You really created magic inside that container.
0: I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so since that program is wrapped up, cause I know that there were like pivots, transitions, like financial outcomes and like a lot sort of a lot happened in that space so what did your business look like at the end of that versus like what sort of happened after that for you because I know that like this transformation has sort of continued to unfold in its own beautiful blossoming unfolding I'm gonna stop trying to be poetic and just let you talk okay
1: (laughs) um yeah I mean it really is like following the thread you know following like what feels good uh, and yeah, so when we, st- when we worked together, that was when I, that was in that container, I created my course. And that was the first time I had ever had like a digital product. Um, and I really didn't believe that I could do it before I started working with you. I was like a digital product that feels like so much work and so daunting and just like un- unreachable And when we worked together, like you really simplified it and broke it down. And um, I was, I was very successful. Like I I created an amazing course that I was really, really proud of in helping people. Uh, The course was all about helping people create their own videos. Like it was a start to finish. Lights, camera, crush it. You helped me. I mean, I think you named it, to be honest. Like, I don't think you helped me name it, but, or, you know, spirit named it, whatever. Somebody, something, something came through you and named it. And it named (laughs) itself. It named it. We just listen. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The course told us what it wanted to be named. Um, And it was great. Like I pre-sold eight spots in that course and it blew my mind to see like what I was actually capable of. Um, so I really followed that thread for a little while and I was like digital products are the thing and working with people virtually and, and helping helping people who are at home and wanting to set up their own studios and produce their own content and from there I created a YouTube course and a camera confidence course and I was really like going deep into the, the digital course world um, and it was great until COVID hit. And then, like, what I saw was all of the ways that I was stopping myself. And, you know, when you have a business that should be pandemic proof and it really gets hit by the pandemic, you got to look at, like, what did I do to cause this? Because what I noticed is everybody was being on camera and doing more videos and like my business should have been blowing up. And it wasn't because I didn't want it to, there was something about it that I was like, I just am ready to let it go. Like it, it it told me, it really like told me that it's like time to let me go. And, um, it really brings up a lot for me because it was, you know, it's, there's a lot of grief there. There's a lot of grief in letting go of, of a baby that you've created for five years. Like I poured so much into that. And um, it's, it's sad and it's liberating. And when I made that choice, that, you know, I say page media peaked. So when I made that choice to let go of that business, I felt so much lighter and so much freer. And, you know, since then I've been figuring out like, what is it that I, what is the thing, right? What is the thing for me next? Um, And I have really found like actually my life's work And that is helping people let go of things. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm coaching on now. And it feels so right and so good. And as I'm building my breakup business, you know, I get to come out as a whole new, as a whole new person, like as a whole new, maybe not person, but like this identity that's been hiding that I feel like I've been using page media to kind of hide a certain side of myself. And now that page media isn't there. Like that barrier isn't there. I can really come out and be like, you know, these are these are relationships that I've been in and this is what they've taught me. And this is what heartbreak has has taught me. And this is what I, this is my transformation story and my journey. And I wanna share it and I wanna help other people through heartbreak.
0: Hey, if you're a writer-entrepreneur ready to grow your business to multiple six figures while also getting your personal writing done and making an impact, I created Craft and Cashflow for you. This Creative Leadership Collective is a 12-month program that will help you implement the exact steps I took to grow from six to multiple six figures, churn out writing work that got me attention and enthusiastic collaborators, and make a difference to learn more about this virtual group program where you'll get tons of personal attention, coaching, and strategy on your writing and your business, and even some energy work and healing too, let's talk. I've opened up a few times in my calendar for quick chats just for this. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com slash chat to grab a time. Speak soon. Tell me more about what the transformation story is in terms of how it applies to how you're helping people now?
1: Yeah. Um, so so we can like rewind a little bit. When I moved to LA, I came, I was in a relationship and um, I thought that relationship was going to be the relationship for me. I thought we were going to make it, you know? And this was the first person I'd ever lived with. Uh, we had a dog together, like we shared a lot more than I've ever shared with any previous partners. And um, it actually, you know, now that I think about it, like during the work that you and I did together, when I look back, that relationship was such a block for me in my business as well. Like there was a lot that that was being blocked um, because there was a lot that I wasn't looking at, so I I was in this like um, in this coaching program, and the coaching program is is fo- the foundation of it is based in desire and sexuality, and I was looking at all the areas of my life where I wanted more desire, except for my relationship, and I knew. That was, like, I was just resisting it so hard and spending so much of my energy trying not to look at what I knew wasn't working. And then once I did, so much came to light. So much came to light. And I was terrified to leave that relationship because – you know, now I see, you know, I see all the codependence and I had an alcohol problem when we were together, like totally transparently, I just was a shell of myself in that relationship. And when I made the choice to leave that relationship, I, I was, I became a whole new woman. Like there are, I have friends who say like, you are, your light is back. I had lost my light. I had lost so much of myself in that relationship. And so I was kind of traveling that journey as I was trying to figure out page media and thinking that they're not related, but of course it's all related, you know? So that's, um, that's kind of the summary of my, my, the big breakup that made me really see that I want to help people through breakups, you know? And after that, actually, I went to um, I went on a women's retreat in Bali and that was really where I got to like get some clarity and see where, where I wanted to, what I wanted to create next. Cause what I found is in letting go, every time you let go of something, there's then space, you have space in your life, energetically or physically, and you can fill that space. You can fill that space with, with alcoholism or, you know, compulsions or addictions Um, or with like, you know, rebound sex, or you can fill it with creative projects or fulfilling, nurturing relationships or sisterhood. So um, yeah, I like really saw how I want to help people fill those spaces with, with the juiciness, the nourishing stuff in life.
0: Yeah. What surprised you the most? I'm like, what's the end
1: of that question?
0: Yeah, I know. I felt like there was an end and then I'm like, nope, that's the whole question. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like what surprised you the most in terms of your own transformation? Mm. Like, what did you learn about yourself?
1: Um, I... I was much stronger than I gave myself credit for. I, I thought I needed somebody. I thought I needed a partner to feel whole, to feel complete. Um, and that's a lot of the reason, I mean, there's a lot of other reasons. I had a lot of fears of, of being you know, abandoned and being alone, but that was a lot of the reason that I stayed in the relationship longer than I probably should have was because I um I totally just lost my train of thought. Hold on. Where was I going? Like I'm I um yeah, I am I'm much stronger than I gave myself credit for. And I was yeah, I was gripping to the relationship. I was so, so scared to leave it because I didn't think I could be alone. I didn't think I could be by myself, which is so silly now because I'm in this season of my life where I'm like, I only want to be by myself and with my sisters. Like I, and by sisters, I mean like really close friends. Um, I just, I use the word sisters. I don't know if all of your listeners uh, understand sister uh, the way I do, but um, yeah, I just want to be, I want to build really intimate relationships right now with people in my life that are going to fill me up and nourish me. And I'm in a place where I'm like, I am really not interested in meeting a partner. Yeah.
0: How long did it take you to realize that?
1: To realize that I'm like not interested in meeting a partner. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's a good question. How long did it take me to realize? I mean, I think I already, I always, I kind of knew it. Like I already knew it we always know things but we're not we don't always let ourselves see them or admit them to ourselves um so i would say it's been it's been fairly recent actually that i that i've realized like i'm really okay with being by myself it was actually during a conversation i had with one of my friends who's a she's a dating coach and she's currently dating and sharing all of her experiences with me and i was like you know i just don't feel like dating right now and admitting that and then like realizing that i had had some shame around it you know i had had a little bit of stuff uh that i was hiding because i was like i should be looking for my partner you know i'm 30 i'm almost 34 years old i should be planning my future and all of those things and and The fact that I'm not was a little bit shameful to admit. And when I did admit it, I was like, and that's great. Like, it's great that I don't want to be finding a life partner at the the moment. Like my, really my creation and my, all of my energy is being poured into my business right now. And I love it. Like for the first time I feel, for the first time in a long time, I feel really, really lit up by my business. And that's fulfilling me. That's nourishing me. And then the other stuff can wait. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. What else do you think we like as humans tend to ignore that we don't give ourselves permission to see? Because I love what you touched on in terms of like, we know things, but we don't really give ourselves permission to like see them and admit them and acknowledge them because there is some like shame or belief. Like there's a piece that's, you know, well, it's shameful to not even be interested, or it's shameful to just put all my energy into my business as a woman, like that's not acceptable or whatever, as examples. Are there any other things that pop up in terms of, cause I know, you know, the areas that you're supporting people with, there is this sort of, you know, are they leaving a friendship or career or relationship, um, transitioning professionally? So I'm curious, you know, what else comes up around that, that you think people aren't really like willing to see? that make sense?
1: Yeah. I think it's a lot of, um, this feeling of something not working or not being totally the way you, you want it to be. So a lot of times because, you know, the outside world that we see these like in Instagram and Disney movies and like literally all movies are, are so color coded, like they're so candy coded, right? Like it looks so good on the outside and everybody is showing like the best version of themselves. So we feel like, so we're comparing our like real selves to someone else's best version. And it's, if we, are, if we admit to ourselves that something isn't quite working, like if something is not aligned maybe in our sex or something's not working in our business and we admit that, then it's like, well, I've failed. And then it make, we make it mean something about ourselves and what we've done or what we can't do. So I think a lot of times if there's if there's a feeling of something not totally working that's what people will will tend to look away from or ignore. And in my experience what I know is you can look away from it, you can ignore it for a little while, it'll get louder, it'll get bigger. That snowball will become a boulder and then it'll become a comet. And it'll like really blow up your life if, if you choose to take that direction of ignoring it. But if you really, if you really do look at it, it's not as scary as, as we think it is, you know, and there's a lot of power. There's a lot of power and a lot of liberation in looking at something and admitting that it is not working and asking for help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you point to an example of the last time that you feel like you asked for help and it was like, um, you know, like an empowered choice. Cause I feel like we reframe help as like, I'm weak and I'm, I can't, and I don't want to be needy whatever. Right. So, but, but you're framing it as an empowered choice, which I love and want to underline and point out. And so I'm curious from your experience, like when was the last time you asked for help and like, it really was this empowered choice.
1: Yeah. I mean, I ask for help all the time with communication. Like when I when I want to say something to somebody, I'm working, I'm really working on how do I communicate this clearly without a lot of fluff, without apologizing, still in my power and without making the other person wrong. So, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to that and it's really really great to have someone in your life who you can bounce that off of. So asking for help in phrasing, you know, something that you want to say of very simple example is I, um, I, I was dating, I went on three dates with this guy and he was great. He was a wonderful guy. He was awesome. Loved every minute of it. And I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, I need to end this. Whereas my past self probably would have made excuses for why I didn't want to hang out again, tried to like, kind of you know, weasel my way out of things. And this, this time I was like, no, I need to be very powerful in my communication. Like this is the work that I need, that I am doing in the world. Right. And I need to show up as that. So I sent, I, I drafted this whole message and bounced it off of a friend. And she was like, okay, clear out all this excuse. And this is good. This is good. Keep this. And I would add this. And I was like, great. Um, And I sent it to him. And he received it very well. And then two or three days later, he sent me this beautiful letter that he wrote to me. That was basically like, even though we only went on three dates, you really made an impact in my life. You made me look at the world a little bit differently. And I really appreciate you being part of my like you being in my life for that short period of time. And it was so, so lovely and just felt really good. So that's not necessarily like a story about asking for help. It's more of a story about like, you know, have a powerful conversation with somebody and leave them better than you found them. Um, But I ask for help in my life to bring it all back all the time.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Sure.
0: I, so a $5 million question. I'm so curious to hear your answer to this one. You have $5 million dropped in your lap. There's no like tat, like it's just here, do what you want with this. There's no strings attached. What do you do with the money?
1: You know, it's funny you ask this because I'm doing so much work around money right now. Like I'm, I'm doing this book. I'm working through this book called financial recovery and really trying to see all my patterns and one of my patterns is overspending. Like I spend more than I, than I can really. So, um, I would save it for a little while and just kind of like every day, look at it in my bank account and be grateful for it. And, um, and then, you know, you being the human design guru that you are, I would feel into, like, I really, I really truly believe like as a generator, I will know what's right when it comes. like I will be a hell yes to spending my money on the things that come into my life. So I would really trust that the right things would come into my life to spend my money on. I part of me also right now in my life really wants to buy a beach house. like I really really want to buy a beach house. Um, and I there's I, there's definitely a charitable component as well in like helping, helping young women speak up for themselves um and you know giving back in in some way but i don't know exactly like what that what that will look like until it comes into my world
0: i love that <laughs> Well, honestly, that's the first time anyone has ever said, like, I don't know. And I won't force myself to have an answer sooner than I would really have one. My truth is that I would let it be in the bank account until like its rightful path showed up for me. And so yeah. like, I really want to honor the power in that decision. Uh, Cause I know. think a lot of people hear that question and I would just want to reflect like the lesson of this. A lot of people hear that question and think about the rules and whether they're answering it correctly. Like I can see it happening on the other end of the interview.
1: Um,
0: Like, is it okay if it's this and is it okay if it's that? And it's like, it's just a question. I, I'm not attached to what your answer is, (laughs) but you know, it's fascinating. The stuff that money brings up for people and the shoulds that comes up, that come up with it. And I love that you're examining your patterns and doing that work. I think that's like inspired and a great lesson. Um, But yeah, that's beautiful. And I I really celebrate that. Um, Generator
1: self can't spend it all right away. I really. (laughs) You got to wait to respond. I got to wait to respond. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, Awesome. So where can where can people stalk you? Find you? Learn more about breakup breakthrough and all the things.
1: Uh, You know, there will one day be a YouTube channel and podcast and all the fun things to market it right now where you can find me as BreakupBreakthrough.com and Instagram at Breakup Love it. Come say hi.
0: Oh, they will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you all better come say hi.
0: <laughs> Paige, thank you so much for being so beautifully vulnerable and transparent and being you.
1: Thanks, Jamie. This was so fun Ah, I love you love you
0: thank you so much for listening to today's episode of creatives making money if you found value in this episode please don't go anywhere before leaving a rating review and subscribing also sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day so please 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 tag me on instagram at jamie lynn jensen and let me know how this episode helped you also, our free Facebook community accepts new members every Monday. So if you're a writer entrepreneur, come join my write and make money community at creativesmakingmoney.com group. You can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. And as always, create like you mean it.